before I start, can I just ask, it's, it's a wee bit of a silly question, but you'll understand where I'm going with it. If Marty McFly and Doc Brown landed at your door with the DeLorean, what biblical era would you like most to go back to? I know it's a silly question, but King David's time. Um, I would obviously like to go back to to the time of Jesus, probably into the week. Um, but there's so many times um, that we would all like to, like to see. Well, I want to show you tonight with the, with the Lord's help that the prophets wanted to see the day and the age that we are living in. They 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 wanted to see the salvation which me and you have you've received. They wanted to see the grace that me and you have received. They wanted. They, they spoke of Christ and, and, and his sufferings. We have the revelation of the word of God, a sovereign plan to redeem sinners. Christ, Christ ordained from the, from the foundation of the world to bear our sins on his own body. And the prophets only had a small glimpse, a small revelation. So tonight, as an opening reading, if you could turn with me, please, to First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter one and verse ten. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, diligently, who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did signify when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us, they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desired to look into. So for a few moments, I just really want to open up these, these three verses for you. I just want to show you the, the, the strength of these three verses and to be honest with you, I have been looking at these for a couple of weeks. Um, one morning, I woke up with the prophet's new inquiry, and I couldn't get it out of my head, and I started to look into these three verses. And I, be honest with you, it has blessed me because I, I understand that we all want to see the prophets, and, and, and we all want to walk with King David, and we all want to see Elijah calling fire down from heaven and Jeremiah taking you the king's daughters and we all want to see Ezekiel and his prophecy the dry bones but they long to see the day that we live in they long to see the day of salvation the lamb of God to come they longed to see it but they didn't have the full they didn't have the full revelation of it so um, just 1st Peter chapter 1 verse 10 I'm just going to open this up a wee bit, of which salvations the prophets have inquired. See the word inquired, it just means to seek out, to search, to crave, or to beg. These prophets were beside themselves. God had revealed unto them and through, through his spirit and prophecy, but they wanted to know more. And, and they would have been praying to God, seeking God, searching other scriptures, looking to know more. I love this next bit, searched diligently. It's to search anxiously or thoroughly. Matthew Henry says it alludes to miners digging to the bottom 
of a pit through rock and earth to get to the ore. Now, th- these are prophets, and, and they would have been looking through the scriptures. They would have been going to other writings. They would have been book. Now, the Old Testament wasn't like we have to ha- you have today. It would have been you know, scrolls, books of Jeremiah, the Pentateuch, which is the first five books of the Bible. So they wouldn't have had the full um, revelation of, of, of the Old Testament. So they, they, they might have sent a letter to a friend in another town. Have you got the writing of Isaiah? Have, have you got the prophecy of Ezekiel? Have you got the books of, of Daniel? And they would have been studying these. They would have been through every single word, trying to understand Christ in the Old Testament. Because Jesus just isn't a New Testament character. Christ is from Genesis to, to Revelation. And they wanted to know more which me and you have today. They wanted to know of the grace that we have and, and we walk in. Um, turn with me, please, just, just over to the Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21. Just, just one verse. Now, these are obviously prophets. You know, we know that they're prophets, but just, to, um, just for your information, for the prophecy came not in old time by, by the will of men, Man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So these prophets spoke in you know, prophecy as the Spirit and came on to them. And, and, and that's how ministry in the Spirit, and, and, and any church today sh- should be, it should be a man and you know, a woman moving under the inspiration you know, you know, of you know, the Holy Ghost. So these, these prophets, and they give some wonderful prophecies, like Isaiah 53, he was bruised you know, for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace. And Isaiah wouldn't have understood it. He couldn't have grasped it because these prophets were in the old covenant. They were, some of them were priests ministering in in the temple. They were still sacrificing lambs and shedding blood. So they couldn't grasp of a sacrifice to come once and for all to bear the sin of the world on his own own body. Um, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, please. Um, and it's searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ which was in them did, did signify, which just means make known or to understand, when it testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. Look at the phrase, the sufferings of Christ. The prophet's main study and focus was the sufferings of Christ and the glory that should follow. They couldn't understand that a man would come, bear their sin on his own body. But listen, he wasn't no ordinary man. We know that. He was the God-man. He was fully God. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But he was man, a fully man like we were. He was tempted, you know, all points like we were. But he was the saviour of you know, the world. You know, again, the prophets wanted to, to know more. They were living you know, in the time of you know, the old covenant, old covenant sacrifices, temple worship. Um, they were te- living in a time of you know, the law, which law, as, 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 as we know, is perfect, but the law condemned men and you know, their sins. They were living you know, in a time of ceremony and rituals. And as I said before, they were some of them, not all of them now, were priests. So they would have been ministering in the temple before God called them out and, and, and in, the, in the prophets. Um, 
and they just couldn't on they couldn't they couldn't grasp but they didn't have the revelation that we have today say verse 12 if you scan down into verse 12 please unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported so see the prophecy that came through the prophets they weren't speaking for their generation they were speaking for a a future generation They, they were speaking for the New Testament, you know, the New Covenant, if you want, or even other, other prophets you know, to, to study, but they knew that they weren't speaking for their, for their time. Uh, unto you by them that have preached the gospel, unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Now, I think this is absolutely beautiful. This is what blows my mind. Angelic beings created by God in glory, in the presence of the Almighty, and they desire to look on to the salvation and the grace that me and you have. They, they just can't grasp what it's like to be saved. They can't grasp what it's like to, be, to, be, to receive grace and mercy. Now, these are angels and they're in the presence of God, but they just don't understand it. And um, the idea of the angels desired to look into, it gives the idea of them bending over with an earnest desire, wanting to know more. And it reminded me, I, I love films, by the way, and I love a real, real good film, a real gripper, something that you can't wait. And it, it reminded me of the angels on the edge of their seat, looking down from glory, standing in awe of their God at his plan of, of redemption, every scene unfolding, every scene of Calvary, every scene of the blood of the Lamb, every scene of, of, of Jesus hanging on Calvary's cross, his, his, um, his burial his recognition, his ascension. And I think it just blows my, my mind that these angels just can't understand it. But if I'm honest with you, we take it for granted. We do. And Derek and Martin, I hope you don't mind, but I met Derek and Martin down the towpath on Monday night. And I was asking Derek how he was getting on, and he's saying he's loving it, and he hasn't missed a meeting since he's got saved. Um, he, he, him and his wife's going away this weekend, but he doesn't want to go on to Sundays over because he, because because he wants to be here in in the meeting in his place. And I got to thinking, have we? Now this is just me. I'm just going to be honest with you. Have we lost our awe of Christ? Like, can you remember whenever you were new babes, new in Christ? And you were at all your meetings, you were at all your prayer meetings, you were, you were in love with the Lord. You couldn't serve you, you enough. He was wonderful, and he, and he is still wonderful, but you were just infatuated with him. And some of us in, in here tonight, including me, we've been on the road you a long time. But as I was praying about this, this is what the Lord gave me for you. And this is not a condemnation in any way, please, because you are good people, you are faithful people. But I, I want to tell encourage somebody, or maybe build somebody up, but here, here, here we have prophets and angels, and they were beside themselves. They were besought. They were begging 
They were begging. They were in prayer, seeking God. Angels desiring to know more of the salvation and the grace that me and you have. But have we tonight lost our awe of Christ? Have we lost our awe of him? Do we today, maybe you're saved five years, ten years, I don't know, but do we take our salvation for granted? And, and, and I'm going to be honest with you, this, this is what the Lord gave me on Monday. And, it, and it, it's, it spoke to me because sometimes we come around this table here on you know, Sunday and we do it because it's what we do on you know, Sunday. But do we take time to remember Christ, his broken body, his blood, the almighty God, the son of God, sharing his blood and dying for me and you? Do we take it for granted? Have we lost our wonder of Calvary? The centerpiece of this, everything, Old Covenant, speaks of Christ. He is coming. He is coming. The Messiah is coming. The Holy One of Israel is coming. We are post-cross. We look back to Calvary. We remember him. We remember the blood of the Lamb. We remember remember the sacrifice, his his atonement. We remember the finished work of Calvary. But have we lost the awe and the wonder of Calvary? The the sovereign, redemptive plan of a holy God to redeem lost souls like, like me or you. Calvary, as we all know, and Ken preaches it, and, and, and I pray it all the time, Calvary wasn't plan B, and it wasn't an alternative to the law. It always was God's plan to redeem his own elect, his bride. And just, have we lost our wonder? Do we still thank and worship and praise the Lord for, for saving us? Do we, do we come on a daily basis, lift our hands and our hearts and just say, Lord, I love you. I worship you. I thank you for saving me, Lord. I was a wretch, but now I'm found. Do we come with a heart of worship? I know that I try to. I, I, I know that when I come and I pray, and I, I, I'm not saying that I'm perfect in any way, please, but I come and I just worship him. I, I, I try not to ask or, or to bring petitions but when I it's me and him and I go to seek his face I just tell him that I that I love him and he means everything everything to me Um, lastly have we lost our first love when we were first saved and Derek is is newly saved and uh, and it's gone on well with the Lord and it thrilled me on Monday night, Derek, to hear you're going on so well But the Lord. I hope you don't mind me sharing this, by the way. Um, but have we lost our, our first love? Do we, still, do we still love him? And I know that Ken has been on the beam of Satan of Christ this, this past two weeks, but do we still serve him like we used to serve him? Do we still serve him like we were first saved? Do we still stand in, in awe of who he is? That, that Yahweh, Jehovah, Elohim, the great creator God, the one who formed all things, loves us. Yeah. Knows us intimately, calls us by our name, has made us his 
own children, made us oasis, sons and daughters, new for living God, has given us right, license, privilege, authority, as I shared with his, with his last week. He's made us kings and priests unto Lord God. He's made us heirs and joint heirs, new with Christ. Isn't he wonderful? Isn't he just, he's just, he's beautiful. And I love him. I really, really do. And I wouldn't be here standing in, in this pulpit unless I had his strength because I, him and Alison knows I can't do this on my own. And it's only through him. Um, something else came, came to mind just this afternoon. Um, so I tried to hopefully explain to you that we live in more blessed times and we live in you know, an area that the prophets and, and the angels desire to look into. But here's something that came to mind today as I was thinking about it. We live in the 21st century in the age of the led to see in church. The world is dark and it is dark and it's getting evil and it's getting eviler. But here's what something came to mind. We are more blessed people than the early church. I'm going to explain why. And we are more blessed people than the prophets. And we are more blessed people than the patriarchs. We are living in the final age, in the closing chapters of Revelation. And if, this, if it continues on at the speed it's going, in our lifetime and in our generation, we may hear the trumpet blast. We may hear the shout of the archangel. We may see the skies roll black. And we, we may see our king coming. And this is what came to me today. That we may see it, and this in this generation and in this age, and if not us, our children, I believe will definitely see it. That the prophets looked to the first coming of Christ. The angels desired to see the the, the sufferings of Christ and the un, unfolding plan of, of redemption. We who are saved are looking to the second coming of Christ. We are looking down the line. No matter how dark it gets, and no matter the trials and the tribulation comes, because the will come and it'll get darker and it will get worse, but we are looking to Christ, his second coming. People on Facebook, or Facebook as people call it, are talking about the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. And it's, they're saying that it may or may not be vaccines. I don't care about any of it. I honestly, really, genuinely, 100% do not. Because the Antichrist spirit has already been since this time, and this year. I am looking to the Lord Jesus Christ. He is coming. He is on his way. He is even at, at the door. He is, he, is, he, is, he is ready to come. And this is why I believe that we are more blessed now because we will see the fulfillment of the end of the age. And I can't wait till my eyes see him. I can't wait until faith gives way to sight and I bow before him and I just, I just praise him because it's going to be wonderful. So it is. Turn with me, please, in your Bibles to Acts chapter 10 and verse 43. Um, I promise I won't keep you much, much longer because the last time I was here I spoke way too long. And I didn't believe that, that, that I was speaking too long. But I want to spend a wee time going through Old Testament scriptures, what the prophets did witness or what they did prophesy or what they did say about Christ. So turn with me to Acts chapter 10, verse 43, please. And it just says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him, shall receive remission of sins. To him 
that is, the Lord Jesus Christ gave all the prophet witness. All the prophets spoke of him. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming. That through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall, shall receive permission of sins. And flick over with me, please, to John chapter 5 and the verse 39. I just want to show you that the Lord Jesus Christ is not a New Testament character. Like I've already said, that he is right from Genesis the whole way through the Pentateuch right through the law, right through the uh, prophets, right to, to, to the end of it. it he, is, he is the fulfillment of the scriptures. He is the very word of God. Um, John chapter 5, verse 39, please. Search the scriptures, and this is Christ speaking. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So what scriptures is Christ referring to? The Old Testament, because the New Testament wasn't written. So Christ is saying, search the scriptures because they testify of me. Uh, Go on down to 46, please, of the same chapter. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me, for he wrote of me. This is Christ saying, Moses spoke of me. So if you can bear with me, I just want to flick through some Old Testament scriptures, and there is hundreds of these. There is, there is prophecies, there is shadows, there is types, there is theophanies, there is, it just literally speaks of Christ on every chapter, every, every line. But I'm just going to speak of some of these, and, and you'll know them. You'll know most of them. Uh, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, please. Probably the first prophetic utterance of the coming Christ. And it's right after the fall of man. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and, and her seed. And it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Speaking of Christ coming to defeat the evil one. Turn with me then over just to Genesis chapter 22 and verse 7 and 8. And see when you get writing and you get into the scriptures, um, I have written far too much, but I'm not going to to bring it all out. But see when you see see Christ in the old and Christ in the new, and I'm going to be flicking back to to show you that it's it's Christ in the old, Christ in the new. But I'll not go through them all because I've just far too many. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 to 8, please. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. Notice it said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. God didn't say he'd, or sorry, uh, Abraham didn't say God will provide for himself you a lamb. He said God will provide himself a lamb. What does John the Baptist cry in John chapter one? Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. But I want to show you something else, and it's John chapter eight, verse fifty-six, please. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. 
I believe that, that Abraham, Christ came down in Theophanies and spoke until Abraham, and I believe that God came down and spoke to Abraham and showed him the plan, Christ to come, salvation to come, um, and your father Abraham rejoiced to see that day, and he saw it. So I believe Abraham knew that God would provide himself, knew a lamb. Turn with me, please, to Exodus chapter 3. And you will all know this as soon as you get to it. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. And Moses said unto, unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Okay? So you all know that scripture. That's after the burning bush. So flick over, please, to John chapter 8 and verse 58. I'm sorry about the flicking, but this is what I love. I, I, I love going back and forward to the old to the new. But I want to show you that Christ is in the old and Christ is in the new. John chapter 8, verse 58, please. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. All right? So that's as always you're referring to I am, that I am, that, that God spoke to Moses. Okay? So uh, the next one, please, is Exodus chapter 17. Verses 5 to 6. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go on before the people, and take with thee the elders of Israel, and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the rivers. Take in thine hand, and go. Behold, I will stand before thee upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, and the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. Just just notice there, uh, uh, at the start of chapter 8, Behold, I will stand before thee. So flick over, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And it's verse 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 4. And did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Okay? Um, Deuteronomy 18 and 18, please. Deuteronomy 18, 18, please. And I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And go back to the New Testament, please. John chapter 12. And 
John chapter 12, verses 49 to 50. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which, which sent me gave me a commandment which I should say and what I should speak. And I know that this commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak thereof, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Uh, next one that I want to... Yes, um, Isaiah chapter 45. You all know this one because, because, because you, all, you all pray this here. Isaiah chapter 45, please, verses 22 and 23. And there is, Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God, and there is none else. Is it not just wonderful language? It just, it just thrills my soul, that, that language. I have sworn by myself, the word has gone out of, of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. So this is God saying, that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear. Flick over please to Philippians chapter 2 and verses 9 to 11. You shall know this straight away. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 to 11. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Why is his name above every name? Because his name is Yahweh. His name is Jehovah. Jehovah in the old is Jesus in the new. That at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Um, I'll just, I'm, I'm just going to flick through some of these here because you will know them. Isaiah chapter 7 verse, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel. New Testament, Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 to 7. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the, the Prince of Peace, the increase of his government, and the peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and with judgment and justice from henceforth even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And in Luke chapter 1, verses 33, 31 to 33, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall, he shall be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign forever over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Um, Isaiah 53, we all know it. Um, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely we he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we would yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of god and afflicted but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our, our iniquities that chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed and Micah 
chapter 5, verse 2. But thou in Bethlehem, thou, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall come forth unto me that that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth has been from old, from everlasting. Notice his going forth has been from old and from everlasting. From the beginning to the end. Christ has all, always been just prophesying of us of his coming. Zechariah chapter 11 just speaks of him being betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. And the last one which I really want to show you here is Jeremiah 31 and 31. And it is just wonderful. So it is. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31. Behold, the day has come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant which they made with their fathers, the old covenant, in, in the day that I take them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, said the Lord, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, they over, Sorry, after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 26 and 26. And if you've been going here to CET for any, any length of time, you will know that this new covenant is a covenant of blood. Speaking of Christ's death, his burial, his resurrection, his blood, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is the blood of the New Testament. Also, it can be covenant, which is shed for the remission of sins. This is the new covenant. We are in the new covenant. We are redeemed by grace through faith, by the blood of, by the, blood of the Lamb. So we are. Um, so I hope so I hope that just a wee um, a wee study that you can see that we live in more blessed times that the prophets and the angels wanted to know this day, this age the grace that me and you that the Lord that through those few verses that you can see that the Lord Jesus Christ is in every page of this book. This is the complete revelation of, of God onto his people. And we have it in front of us. Um, and it speaks of the Lord Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelation. Um, as I said, there is, there's, there is literally hundreds of Old Testament prophecies, shadows, types, theophanies, and you could spend, spend days just going through each, each one. Um, Jesus, I've just, I've, just, I've just written here in your closing, that Jesus is greater than the prophet Moses, that Jesus is greater than, than Aaron the priest. Jesus is greater than King David, 
that Jesus is greater than all of the prophets, all of the patriarchs, all of the judges, all of the kings, all of the prophets. Jesus is greater than them all. And did you know that in the Old Testament there is 28 prophecies concerning, just concerning his betrayal, his death, his burial, new and resurrection, and the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled them all in 24 hours. And I forget what the what the odds is of, of fulfilling that, but it's millions upon millions upon millions of, of chances. Um, so thank you for listening to me tonight, and I hope that it has been, you've got something out of it. God bless you.